when you see me, I'ma be the free me, cause I, I'm free, freer than I've ever been, I'm me, living in my element. Did you want me to go ahead and open it up in prayer? Yes, please. Okay. God, we thank you for allowing us to come together because we know you don't make no mistake. And we pray that the interview that you are allowed to happen, that it will reach and help others no matter what comes and goes in life. And we pray right now for the one that is giving the interview to the interviewer. God, that you will give wisdom and knowledge and understanding. I pray as we pray right now, touching and agreeing according to your word, you said two or three gathered together in your name that you will be in the midst. And right now in this interview, we know that you're in the midst of both of us. And God, I pray right now, as we touch in and agree and that you will bless her home, bless her finance, bless her car, bless her children, and bless her mom and brother. And God, that you will get the glory out of this. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. And I touch and agree. Um, my first question is, what made you decide to become a preacher? Was it because of self, uh, God, uh, the church appointed you? Or was it passed down from family? You have to understand uh, the spiritual walk and the spiritual life. And uh, it was a call. And how did I know it was a call? Because whenever a man or woman is called by God to minister his word he always takes you to the word and i never forget when i said to my pastor i said pastor the lord is calling me to preach and my pastor said to me you want to make sure he said go and pray and he said when you come out of prayer then he's going to give you direction to know you was called or not and I did exactly what uh, I was told to do uh, according to my pastor. And in my mom's house in Big Spring at the time that where I lived and where I was called, and I was 20 years old, so it's been like 40 years ago uh, when I accepted this call of the ministry. And I'll never forget the time that I went and prayed and the spirit came in and took over. My mom had this big old table back then in Big Spring. And as, as I was praying, the spirit picked me up and said to me, grab my Bible. I thought it was a joke and I, I didn't really believe that it was true. And the spirit had me running around this table. And I thought, this is not real. This cannot be real. And I ended up trying to stop on my own, and I could not stop until I said, yes, Lord. And when I said that word, yes, Lord, I began to slow down and stop. And I thought that was so amazing how the Spirit controls you when you allow it to lead you. So the Spirit led me into that crowd, and it also led me out. And when I got out, I called my pastor, and I told him, I said, I am for sure that the Lord is calling me to the gospel. And that day, he said, I'm going to set you up to preach that Sunday. So it was a spiritual thing uh, for me to accept the calling. I'm glad learning something new. Um, the next question is, if you strayed away from church... Uh, what was the reason that you uh, strayed away? Well, you know what? People can use excuses. They can blame the church folks. They can blame everything but themselves. It's, 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 no, it's no blame. It's a choice. One thing about God, he gave us a choice. He gave us a choice to do good. And he gave us a choice to do evil. Whenever you go back into the flesh, then you go back into sin. Have I ever? Yes. 
Will I ever go back again? Yes, because the Bible said the flesh is weak, but the spirit is strong. If we don't walk in the spirit, then we end up walking in the flesh. That's why the scripture said that uh, we like filthy rag. He didn't, he didn't create us to be perfect. He created us to worship. He created us to repent. The reason why we make excuses because we want to blame everybody else for the choice that we make. So it's nobody's choice. It's nobody else but me. So it was me that caused me to fall away from the wayside. The Bible said many going to fall. At the end of time, many going to fall by the wayside. So we're really the scripture that whatever is happening today is supposed to happen so if you leave leave the gospel you leave god that's you so you can't blame well i'm mad at the church or i'm mad at the pastor that's just an excuse that we use to blame somebody else for the mistake that we make Okay. Did that, okay. Did that make sense? I like that. I like that. Um, if there were some things that you could change uh, about being a pastor uh, that you've seen in like different churches and how they, they, they do their congregations, what would it be? What would, what would I change? Yes. Like I had someone say they would rather been sat down and the, the scripture had been looked over. Uh, some have said that they would have um, rather it be dissected more than it did uh, before they went into the ministry. So, or um, the the way they have Sunday service and even well Sunday service and then regular service to combine it in one. So those are some of the things that people have said that they would would rather change. What would be something that you would change? Well, that is so amazing that you asked in that question because we are so full of religion. Christ is not about religion. Christ is about salvation. If you put 10 of us together and you get us to quote the scripture, all 10 of us will have 10 different reasons of what that scripture is saying and what that scripture means. Yeah. What I would change about church pastors, we as people can build you up. We as people can tear you down. We give men and women more praises than we give God in the house of God. Oh, I like that. We put men and women higher than God. When you go in the church, what do they say? Honoring God and my pastor. Sometimes they say honoring my leader before they honoring God. So, so what I would change is that we will be real. We will be true about the word. I have studied the Bible about 20 times in and out. And every time I study, I got something different every time. You can study the word for knowledge, but when you study the word to live, it makes a big difference. A lot of people study the word to outdo somebody or to say, oh, I know the Bible. But the question is, are you living the Bible? I like that, study the word to live. live I like that. When you say live in the Bible, you can't live in the Old Testament. Because everything in the Bible is the beginning of knowledge and wisdom in who God is, who God was, and what God is all about. If you get people together when they deal with the Bible and what we call the Bible and what we call Scripture, in the Old Testament, God taught us His way. But if you read the New Testament, and people divide the old and the new, mm. and we was taught that God and Jesus is the same, 
And as I teach and I tell people, God is the same as his son, and his son is the same of the father. I said, well, that'll make them both schizophrenic. Because why would God open the heaven and say, this is my beloved son? If God is Jesus and Jesus is God, why God is saying, this is my son? And when Jesus prayed, he prayed to the father. So that'll let you know that they are not about religion, they are about salvation. We'll take this book that we call Bible. The reason why King James was the one who put this book together. It didn't have nothing to do with King James because King James was a gay man. God will use anybody in anything if he can make an ass talk. Don't you know he can take a career to bring that book to, to around the world? Say it. Say it. God is not man and man is not God. So why do we put man above God? If I can change anything in the church or in the body of Christ, that it teaches us to repent, and that's something that we don't do is repent. Sin is not going to keep you from heaven. Repenting from sin is going to cause you to go to hell. See, because we don't repent unless we get caught. True. And then that's not a sincere repentance. We we try to take the book to where it's religion. And that's what we are, a bunch of religious people. And Christ is not about religion, he's about salvation. The Bible continues on through you. It don't stop at King James. Because what did he do for you causing the testimony of life? And Christ continued to live through you. How do Christ live in us? Is when we accept him in us. Are we perfect every day? He didn't call us to be perfect. He called us to repentance. Once we repent into sin, do you just repent one time? No. No. Why? Because this flesh goes sin every day. If you continue to mess with this flesh, then you entertain the devil. So how do the devil entertain you? It's fighting against the Spirit of God each day. If he war against God in heaven, don't you think he going to war with God on earth? Yes. How do we use it through us? That's why we have to repent. So if I change anything, I, we would get religion and the salvation. It's not about it's not about a man and it's not about a woman. He give us to respect leadership, but he didn't give us to worship leadership like a lot of people do. My pastor this, my pastor wife is that. So what is God? Mm. I used to say that too. I used to say it's crazy how when you go into church, they always have which they also are not supposed to do, have figures and pictures of angels and what they think Jesus looked like and this that and third and I used to say to myself and to others that were close to me because you know sometimes you can't talk religion or tradition or um uh the book with people that are old because some people most definitely they only hear what the pastor have taught them and not what they have read and learned for themselves and I always remember God would always say, don't put no man before me. And that was one of the things that was always in confusion to me. Because I'm like, well, if Jesus was one day a man, y'all praise him more than y'all praise God. Y'all praise y'all pastor more than y'all praise God. If y'all pastor yeah. was to uh, die or go somewhere else, most of the people in the church will leave. They wouldn't yeah. stay there. As though the spirit wasn't always there. But so to me, that was more you was worshiping the man versus the Holy Spirit that was in the building. Right, right, right. And that is because part of religion. Religion have been passed down for generations. 
I was part and I will be part of the Church of God in Christ. But the Church of God in Christ, the foundation is religion. Because I'm, I'm 61 and when I was coming up, we couldn't wear pants, we couldn't do sports. You couldn't do this, uh, you couldn't do that. I'm like, it's too many rules. The world. Yeah, I'm like, y'all got too many rules to try to be. I don't think God was born. I don't think Jesus was born. I think they kiki to laugh a little bit. And he was among the people. So it's not like you couldn't put your light among the people. Say you was just that one child that went to church and everybody in your baseball field didn't know nothing about God. You could have been that one light that introduced them to him, but they shield everybody off. So it was like, how am I supposed to get you to the Savior if you won't let me outside? Right, right. And that's, see, you got to know, see, the Old Testament is history. The New Testament is life. Notice when Jesus picked up the scroll, he says he identified it as scripture. The Old Testament is scripture. The New Testament is his word. Jesus said, I was before Moses and Abraham and Isaac. So he was the word. You're you, you going somewhere. And that's the reason why he said in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was. So we forget in one thing. The whole book that we call Bible, the word and the scripture is together. Now it's just in Jesus. That's why he said, ask anything in my name. When he said, when you pray, he said, I go to the Father. Now, why would Jesus go to himself? when he identified the Father. Mm. When Jesus was being crucified, he said, Father, have thou forsaken me? Now, if Jesus was God, and God was Jesus, can he stop it? Right. He would have said to himself, why have I forsaken me? Just like when the devil said that if you do such and such and such and such, I'll give you this. And Jesus said, how are you going to give me something that you don't own? So you know it's you, more than How you going to take something that I already own? <laughs> <laughs> you trying to give me something I already got. You ain't even got it. That's like you coming into my house saying I'm about to sell you my house. How yeah. can you? Yeah. And that, I'll let you know the ignorance of people that I can start a religion. I can tell somebody, hey, I found this gold fish and it was it was a gold coin in it. And I prayed and I found it. Guess how many people gonna come <laughs> to try to worship this gold fish to where they can go find gold coin and they gonna pay me money, money, money. Because anybody can start a religion, but can't nobody Christ for salvation. Which is funny because you just said you just said the highlight of what I always say. It's amazing how we pay people to teach us about something that's free. Yes. You gonna pay yes. me to go and help find the, 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 the goldfish, but if you go find the goldfish for yourself, you ain't even gotta pay me. That's it. And Christ is saying uh, salvation is free. Salvation is free. And it's free indeed. But everybody, this is this is the issue and the problem with everybody. And it's part of religion. You said something to me, what would I change? We're so full of religion. We'll take the Bible, the book, and we will take out what we want to say. I had a preacher say a while back, he said, whenever you hear a preacher preach, and if he don't preach the whole word, he's preaching the life that he's in right now. So if he's sinning, he's not going to preach about sin. If he's receiving a lot of money, he's going to receive what? The finance and wow. the blessings of God. So we preach in where we act. But if we preach where we live, then we're going to preach the whole word. So if you live in halfway, guess what? You just gonna accept that you want 
that you need and that you live and that what you all about. I have come to senses that how can I blame you for my mistake and my choice mm. and you don't have a gun in my head and telling me what to do? Mm. We so full of excuses. That's why we lack of salvation, ignorance of being who you are. Who you are is what was taught to you. See, we say, well, God made me what I am. No, not true. You know what? Because we came from mom and daddy. <laughs> we got the seed of mom and daddy. Ooh, say. We have, if, if uncle mess with me, that's the seed. Ooh. Say that one more time so the people in the back seat can hear you. It's because of the seed that we sow. The Bible is so powerful. It said, to make it so plain, you're going to reap what you sow. You're going to reap it. Why? Because you sowed in the seed that you bear. Do you have to continue no. to sow bear seed? No. You sow as you grow that you can reap the benefit of the seed that you sow. You can sow good seed or you can sow bad seed. What seed are you sowing? That's the question today in this interview what seed are you sowing to benefit and weep the goodness of God mm -mm. I don't even know what question to ask next that was so powerful that right there alone I, I could end the interview with just that alone Woo! that was it you know right why? there but you know why the reason why is that we so full of excuses. So full we want of it. to blame somebody else for that we are dealing with and that we are going through. And that's why they say forgiveness is not for others, it's for you. If you can uh, forgive yourself, so you can move on. Yes. Stop blaming others. Because at some point to me, I feel like whatever happened to you as a child, okay. By the time you get to 15, okay. By the time you get to 25, now it's time to brush it off, move on, clean yourself up. Because anything that happens after that, you yourself know what you're doing. Right. Say that again. You and yourself know what you're doing. Because ain't no more excuses. When you no was a child, excuses. okay, but now you eating meat. You know what's good for you. You know what's wrong for you. You know when you were doing stuff. You know when you were manipulating people in order for that woe is me bull crap for people to come and give you this yada, 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 yada. And then some people are so good at, man which I feel like a lot of church do it too, that old prosperity type uh, teaching, yeah. when they know... If if I do all of this, then I'm going to receive that. If I say, oh, my God, this happened and this was that and that was that, oh, I'm going to receive gifts. So now it turns into, like you said, it turns into a schizophrenic type of thing. I know when to turn it on and turn it off in order to receive what I want, not what I need, what I want. Yeah, and instead yeah, yeah. of people, if you, you would have said that one time and holler, I think I would have got happy. <laughs> I, I mean, I had to start looking at stuff like if people started, cause which which was the big mamas back in the gap. If people stop being so scary and start yeah. pointing out people's mess, I think people would change. Like I heard a girl say yesterday, if uh, uh, on on relationship, she was like, "Let me explain something, y'all." And that's why I tell a lot of people, which they don't get me. I can have multiple people, multiple men around me. But it doesn't mean that I have to sleep with them because character wise, if I know if women continue to sleep, as this woman said, if women continue to sleep with men, why would men want to have standards for themselves? If women start saying, well, if I 
want men with a whole lot of money, then I bet men will start getting a lot of money in order to sleep with women. If I say, well, I'm not going to sleep with you unless you have education, and I'm not just talking about one person. She was saying men as a whole. If I say I want men to start having characters about themselves, and all women say this, then guess what? Men will start having characters to themselves and standards. If we say, okay, well, we tired of men who selling drugs, then I bet men will stop selling drugs because that's the only way they're going to start getting sex. They're going to start doing it. So it's the same with people when they come to that, oh my God, well, I was molested and my father was a drug addict and my father went to prison and all this other he say, he say, he say. Well, okay, that's what they did. Now what you going to do? Right, right, right. We don't have to continue to sow the seed because of the seed that we come from. So what are you going to do? I, 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 there's, and then, like you said, it's too many excuses. It's people who were homeless and graduate and have their own business right now. Come on. It's people who have went to jail. Like a lot of people don't even know half of the actors. Some of them don't went to jail and killed somebody. The guy uh, that was in that sitcom, The Rock, he went to jail for, I think, 15 or 20 years for killing somebody. And he was one of the best actors that I've seen. Because every time he does his character, you get drawn into it. So yes. there's no excuses. Yes. 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 And that's, that's the power of religion. Because I preach the whole Bible. But I teach to understand. See... Everything that is happening today, even with this interview, the Lord already knew that you was going to ask for this interview. Yeah. But you didn't know what you was going to get out of it. Not at all. You see? But he's already ordained it. So everything that is going on in the world, guess what? It's already been spoken in the Bible. One thing about it, when you talk about prison, I had an opportunity to study religion. That's what made me find out what was the powerful book. I studied the Quran. I know server in and out. I have studied all kinds of religion. And what I did was when I got through, I never forget one of the Christian brother. I asked a Muslim. I said, if y'all don't believe in King James, I said, but why do all the Muslims carry a Bible and the Quran? Right. He said to 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 defile and to confuse the scripture and to do and, and confuse the Christian about King James. And I said, Oh, that is the reason. Guess what I started doing? Studying the Quran to see what make Quran so powerful and 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 big religion. When I started studying Surah and I started studying the Quran, and I found some crazy stuff that was in Quran, and I questioned the Muslim, and they said, "Oh, I don't know." I said, but is you a Muslim for real? Or you just joined it because you was in prison? That make you want to think, so, well, let me go ask one of my superiors in why it's in there. It says server six and round off in that area. It's, it's in the introduction. A lot of folks don't read the introduction of any book. When I was trying to get my GD, one teacher said, she said, the power of studying it's the beginning. So you don't have to read the whole book. So you read the beginning of the book. You read the middle of the book. And you read the end of the book. Then it'll tell you what went on in that whole book. You know, it's so funny. I say that all the time. And I laugh a lot because I will explain myself in the beginning because I thought the instructions were in, in the beginning. But then I realized a lot of people don't read instructions or they don't read the beginning or they don't listen to nothing anybody say at the beginning. They only hear what's going on at the end. And that's yes. why it's be so much confusion. Yes, yes, 
Yes. And I always thought you had to read the whole book to know the whole story. I thought so too, but you know, we're going to see you him know, throw it. <laughs> but, but the powerful, the powerful thing that I would change at all of the churches that I've been to is that they would be real and true with our own self. Yeah. Before we can be true to God's people, if we ain't true to God, we ain't true to ourselves. We will never be true to the people. And if we would get out of religion and begin to accept Christ and salvation, then the church would be the church that God called. That's my answer. I totally agree. Um, the the man that was heavy. I like that. I like that. Wasn't expecting. I like that. Um Oh, um, is there a difference, which, which I guess it does ties into the next question, because, um, you know, when you're a minister and you're in church, you know, of course, everybody look at you, they don't want to cuss, they don't want to, you know, disrespect and that thing of nature. So when you step outside the church, uh, are you treated the same way? Do people, are some people supposed to treat you the same way? They would treat you if you was inside of the synagogue or and outside of the synagogue. Well, people, it depends because your family don't treat you like the preacher. You daddy, you mama, you know, you uncle, you son. Uh, they gonna treat you. My, my, I'm Dennis to them. I'm not Reverend so and so. My brother pastor, my sister, my mom. My mom honor him as her pastor, but that's still her son. Gotcha. So, so there are certain people in certain area. The church folks still respect you as a leader outside. I had a I had a young minister one time, and um, when I walk into the pulpit, every other pastor stands up when I walk in because it's it's a sign of respect mm. of who you are and the powerful ministry that you walk in. So in church is 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 powerful because if you walk in the spirit, you're gonna live in the spirit. People say, Well, how can you walk in the spirit? Walking in the spirit is not going to, to the grocery store and speaking in tongues. And when your bill is due, you go to speaking against the your bill. Well, quit making a bill then. It don't have nothing to do with God. So a lot of times we get it twisted in uh, natural and spiritual because we were not born spiritual we was born natural hmm. so so it's a big it's a big difference so i just be myself and let people be themselves we were talking the other day and we was laughing and said don't forget jesus had 12 disciples he had one that denied him, one betrayed him, and one had a gun, had a knife, and would cut your head off. So Jesus dealt with all kinds of people, and he he did not make no difference between them and him. Mm-hmm. What made a difference between him and them? They knew that he had to be the Son of God. First, they had a problem with it, but when they saw the miracle. And they knew couldn't nobody do this but a God. My, 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 my. my. So when when a man or a woman is walking true in the spirit, I believe in sowing seed. Hey, I have done great. I let everybody else talk about everybody else. Because I know the book. And because I know the book, the book will set me free. Because I know the truth. I let everybody else fight against preachers, fight against healing, fight against speaking in tongues. It's already in the Bible that they were going to do that. So why would I entertain 
an argument because what the book says. Because God or Jesus don't need us to fight for him. The word speaks for itself. So you have family. Some of them will respect you. Because some of them just don't sit down and play domino and drink their beer when they have family reunion and do what they want to do. Are we there to justify their wrong? No. 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 We're just supposed to keep living the life no matter what comes and no matter what goes. That is not... The Spirit of God is not a religion. It's salvation. And it's an everyday life. You strive to live that day every day. You don't, you don't wake up to say, well, I'm going to do this today. Things happen. When people come to me about something or somebody that, that I don't really know that is true or not, my question to them, things happen. Things happen. Things happen. But when you know somebody, then you can testify. Why? Because you know their spirit. I walked in a man and a woman's house that was my grandson's new grandparents because his, my, my grandson's father uh, died at the age of 22. So I'm being, my grandson is with me now because I'm paying attention. I'm loving him. I want him to know how it feels to have a father. And his other papa, number two, on his dad's side is doing the same thing. And and you have to know a person. I said, I know my children. And I said to them, welcome to the Morrison family. <laughs> because now you see how she really is. And I said, but because I know her, I don't entertain her. So there's a lot of things that people say or do around you or try to do to you. You ain't got to entertain them. You know why? When you know who you are. And you know what you're all about. You ain't got to justify what people say and what people think and how people do you. It's how you do them is what's going to be judged. What come out of your mouth is what's going to be judged. It's how you treat me and love me is going to be judged. So the bottom line is keep doing what he's asking you to do and keep loving and keep your head up and keep walking before him. Then he got the reward they're going to pay you because I ain't got not one reward to pay nobody. I ain't got a heaven and I ain't got a hell to and put see, somebody that's, in. That's perfect because that ties into the next question. Because I've heard a lot, of, a lot of pastors will say, well, I saved these souls and I'm the reason why they done got to heaven and I'm the reason why they didn't found Jesus and I'm the reason why they done did this. How do you feel about them saying that? I mean, you kind of touched a little bit on it, but can you elaborate a little more on it? Well, you go back to religion. You go back to the church house. How many people have you heard testify? I called my pastor and he healed me. He did. Well, why he ain't at the hospital healing everybody that comes that goes in there sick? Why he just healed certain people? You see. It goes back to what I was saying, dealing with religion. We give men and women more honor than we give God. We give men and women more honor and praise than we give God. He said, let everything that have breath praise ye the Lord. You know what's so amazing about God, how he divided? Everything that have breath can praise it. But in order to worship him, you got to worship him in spirit and in truth. What do you mean? Your spirit got to be true before you can bow down and worship him. Mm. Because God do not entertain sin. So so people say, uh, why do people say that God don't hear a sinner prayer? Well, the Bible says God don't hear sinners prayer. But a repentance Proud, she do hear. See, they don't hear and read the whole thing. A repentance proud that he do hear. When you repenting of sin, he become ear to hear what you got to say, and then he gonna come to your rescue. Mm. So many people in the world, the day said, 
that is going to heaven. Michael Jackson is in heaven. Michael Jackson didn't sing no gospel song. Michael Jackson didn't try to convince people to come to Christ. Uh, I mean, look at all of the people that we say that is in heaven. But the Bible did not say that when we die, we go into heaven. Why everybody want to go to heaven and nobody want to go to hell? Mm. Is that the case? I don't want to go to heaven. Because it's going to be a lot of hell in heaven, so I don't want to go. It's going to be a lot of people up there that I ain't trying to see here. I sure don't want to see up there. That's right. That that is the point. I heard a pastor say it's going to be three surprises. Is is that one surprise, the one you think wasn't going to be there, going to be there. The the second surprise is the one you always talk about going to beat you there. And the third surprise is you the one not gonna be there. I, I I said that I said I said that once before. My uh, I think my auntie had asked me something out of character, and I said it'd be amazing if I beat most of y'all there that y'all don't expect me to be there. Y'all go to church every cotton picking Sunday, holier than thou, and I end up being there, and y'all don't, cause I done probably led many people to 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 to, to God. Uh, through his word, through his spirit, and through his uh being his helpmate, and y'all just go to church on Sunday. I mean, yes. so you because can't that say goes back, that you, goes back to they they are religion. Religion, you can't we you can't say who, who, yeah, you can't say who and who not going and who is going. I don't have yeah. I don't have the authority to say who going where and what going where. I don't even know if I'm going myself half the time, but I yeah. do know that I try my best every day by helping people meet their goals to reach to God. It don't have to be, I got to sit in church every Sunday for you to know that the word is within me. It, it, it doesn't take you. It's it's dry bones in church every yeah. Sunday. Yeah. 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 Well, that... That goes back to the question you asked me. It's, it's about religion. It's about religion. And once we get out of self-initiative, and we're not really going to do it because it was already, the Bible said it's going to be a falling away. And it was dealing with the last days that all of them that were strong, so many people, was trying to be so strong and so religious and they failed because because it was about flesh it wasn't about the spirit so the question is have they always been false have they always been like they are you can't change overnight but a leprosy never change exactly I, I had a good auntie that told me that one time that uh, when I was going through in my marriage, uh, and she was like, answer me this, baby. She said, can a leopard change his uh, prince? I said, no. She said, can a jeep zebra cover his stripes? I, she said, only for a little while, right? They, they may paint themselves, but once the water touch them, they become themselves. I said, yeah. true. She said, well, you think a devil can hide himself for so long? (laughs) I said, well, baby, I guess not. (laughs) I guess not. She said, so he always been there. It's just you are just now seeing it. Right, right. See, a lot of people ask me, are you still preaching? Are you this or you that? I said, listen. A lot of preachers keep doing what they're doing in the pulpit in front of the people and in front of God. I said to them, I stepped down. I got people yet under me, calling me. But I said, because of my house not being in order, I'm not going to teach people, preach to people, and knowing that my house is out of order. When yeah, I, like I get my either. house in order and when my house decided to fall in place, then I will go back to the pulpit. I said, for right now, for right now, do I go to church? 
Yes, I go to church, but I would not play with God's people and I would not play with God. And seeing that right there would is a true for me. I feel like that is a true minister of God. When they know their house is not in order and instead of being up there leading the people because if your spirit ain't clean to me and you speak out, it's going to fall on the people. If you balance homosexuality, uh, promiscuous, fornication, uh, doing drugs, if you stand there among the pulpit and you preaching that word, yo, if the word is going out, but your spirit... That's why they say don't let everybody touch you when they pray because your spirit can pass on to someone else. So if you up there laying hands on these people and then you wonder why your, your ministry is falling apart, did you ever look at yourself? I asked the minister that myself. I said, why is it every time I come in here, I'm fine. If I don't come a couple Sundays, I'm fine. I don't have no dealings with wanting to have sex with anybody. But every time I come in this church, my my flesh is 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 ready to fornicate. My flesh is is ready to step out after I done cleaned myself up, and she just kind of looked at me, and I was like, I'm just saying. So, is there anybody that's on the pulpit that's battling with sex? And and, and a lot of a lot of people think it's what church is all about. Getting a lot of preachers, getting a lot of women. And having sex with multiple women. And I tell them that ain't that ain't that just the front. I said that's all I mean that's anywhere you see my biggest issue for us is we forgetting one thing. I'm I'm human, I'm human just like anybody else. I can see and just like anybody else. But when you got a calling on your life, you got to do what's right. I chose not to get in the pulpit because my house is out of order. I chose to do that. I called them and I told them. And I said to everybody, right now, I'm stepping down because my house is out of order. So, so we have a choice. And that's what's so good about him. He gave us a choice. To do good or to do bad. The choice is yours. My my next question is 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 gonna is I'm I'm ready. Actually I'm astounded to hear the answer because I've been waiting to ask this question. Uh why do you love God? Wow, that's simple. <laughs> if anybody take a long time to answer that, that's simple. For God so loved the world that he gave his life. He gave his son that I will have the right of true life. God loved me first. He loved me before I even knew me. Because if he did not love me, we wouldn't be here today. You know, that's a good one. You know why it's good? Look at the trees. Right now, it, it rained last night. I'm looking at the water in my yard. And I'm looking at the grass. When somebody say that's not a God, my question is, who created all this? Where we come from? Why we live? And why we die? When you say that's not a God, then you look around and say, there is a God. So why are you here? It's because he loved me first, even before I loved myself. So why do I love him? Because I know there's a God. And there's a God love me when I don't love myself. All right, I have one last question. And maybe one. Because, you know, the Holy Spirit, I move on his time. When he say yes, I say yes. When he say no, I say no. Um, Understandable. If there was something that you can teach or tell the people that are old in Christ and what you would teach those that are new in Christ, that are coming into the body of Christ. Yeah. Well, the old saints... And I know you've heard the expression, they sit and they wait. 
it reminded me of my grandmother uh, uh, was single and uh, a gentleman was uh, coming to the house and she said to me, grandson, he's calling on me. My grandmother was in her 80s and the gentleman was 85. Maybe both of them was good looking. And uh, she said, but grandson, I can't date nobody now. She said, because I'm old and set in my way. I haven't had a man in so long. I'm used to doing what I want to do. I want to get up now and cook for a man. <laughs> so... When people that's old and set in their way, they said, I'm not going to change because I'm going to do it the way that I was taught to do it. The new generation, you can teach them truth. You can teach them the word. Because religion, come on, religion is what the old pioneers is about. And salvation is about Christ with the new. So, so, how do we need them to teach the older pioneers? Because they are set in their ways and they're not going to change anyway. Hmm. So the question is on that is, are they going to die and go to hell or are they going to die and go to heaven? He said, all souls are mine. The soul that sinned shall die. So, for me to say where they gonna go, that means I have the power to change them. And because I don't, if a baby, if my grandson die now, he go back and rest with the Lord. You know why? Because he don't know nothing. He he haven't talked about sin. He don't know nothing about sin. He's pure. He's pure. So so the power is knowing the truth, and the truth shall make you free. I would teach them the truth. I would teach them the word. I wouldn't teach them religion. I wouldn't teach them the way I think or how I feel. I would show them in scripture and in word what it's all about. The word says, study to show thyself approved or right to divide the word of truth. Everything is in that book that we call Bible ain't true. Right. Because whatever the, whatever the devil said, he's a liar anyway, so anything he said couldn't be true. <laughs> so that's why I say rightly divide the word of truth. You got to know what's true and what's not. And that's why you have to study the word. So I, so I tell people all the time, don't don't take my word for it. Take the word out of the word. My, 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 my. I like that myself. I like that myself. Well, I do have a bonus question. I thought that was going to be the last question, but as I said, the Holy Ghost will do what he do, and I always try to stay in his will. Why do pastors always shout, I need somebody to say this, I need somebody to say that, ain't nobody here, ain't nobody listening, I wish I had one or two or three would gather, or this, this, that, and the third. That, for me, I'm not going to lie, has always bothered me. Especially with somebody in the church that's shouting and screaming. Because if you're teaching us something, it's hard for me to hear what you're teaching. If you got somebody screaming, hallelujah, and all this other stuff in the background, or you shouting because he said the green is the, the grass is green, and somebody, hallelujah, you know, that bothers me. Why do they do that? Because if I'm in class and you're teaching me, I can't talk if I'm trying to hear. Well, do you remember when Jesus was teaching and the man that fell out of the tree died and broke his neck? Uh-huh. Because he really wasn't paying no attention to the tree. But when he fell and Jesus went and healed him, I guarantee you, every time the word came forth, he, he listened to it. I was trying not to laugh. I'm really trying not to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> 
and he grabbed my hand and touched my hand. And I heard the Spirit said, he's taking your anointing. The preacher took my anointing and went to lay hands on people. But it wasn't his anointing. It was my anointing and it was my guilt. So I've been in all kinds of everywhere, man. I've seen the devil spirit. I've seen people heal. I've seen a woman that walked in. She have, have had this, um, they call it uh, disabled this, this or walk. She had a walking spirit to where that she couldn't walk straight. She stumbled when she walked. And I began to give the testimony of my wife when they told said my mom would never walk again. And my mom said, I believe that I will walk again. And my sister, bless her soul, she's gone, rest in peace. She said to my mama, she said, do you have faith to believe? She said, yeah. She said, well, when you get ready, start uh, standing up. So my mom finally scooted up to the bed and she stood up and fell back down. And my other sister said, Mama, you better not try that. You're going to hurt yourself. And Mama said, my sister said she was beating my sister, saying if she believes, then she's going to walk again. And I'll never forget the testimony of my sister-in-law sharing my mom. You said, Mama, how you walking? Mama said, I'm walking in Jesus' name. Amen. I like that. I like that. And Mama was taking slow steps and said, how you walking? Mama said, I'm walking in Jesus' name. And Mama took one more step. She said, Mama, how you walking? Mama said, I'm walking in Jesus' name. And my mama been walking ever since in Jesus' name. My God, my God. Yes, won't he do it? Won't he do it? Oh, girl, it made me always want to shout right there. <laughs> won't he do it? So well. that, those are the things, man. When we get back to the basics and quit blaming everybody in the situation we're in and what we're going through, life brings stuff to you. It ain't got nothing to do. See, we blame God for things that God ain't got nothing to do with. Because it's really us. We're the one that got ourselves in it. He just brings us out of it. How many times you got yourself in a situation and he brought you out? Too many times. So that'll let you know, why do I love God? Because he's real and he loves me. And I'll let you say it again. Too many times he brought me out. Too many times he approved himself to be real and to true to to be true. So, man, he is. You know what I laugh? Let me wrap it up with this. This is what I laugh about me. And one thing that I do understand about God, when He repented, that He made man. <laughs> because uh, look how we do Him. He knew. He knew we were going to do the way we do, act the way we act, and say the thing we say, and then turn our back on him. That's the reason why he repented that he made us. <laughs> do you know what scripture that's in? That's scripture. That's scripture. That's what I said. That's one thing I love about that one, because he knew us. Before we knew ourselves. Wow. How do I know and why do I love him? Because he loved me before I loved myself. <laughs> my God, my God. Yeah, my, my, my. And I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you for taking the time out to do this with me. I, I you know, I, I know you. And I ain't going to say I know you well, but I know you well enough. But today, it, it, it took me to another level of just dining in your glory you know and like i said we have had these talks because i knew it was something way more than what people see and something that was way beyond the surface but as you said earlier before you got to get to know a person and to know a person to know who they are you see what i'm saying it's so much more deeper on the inside than the surface see but so many people it's so hard 
for people to, to see the change in people because they so stuck on what you used to be. We grow every right. single day. We grow every hour. We, we supposed to learn something new every day, you know, and in them learning, you're supposed to change. That's one thing I've learned and, you know, and I learn and I hate about it because, you know, it is what it is that once you know, you cannot say you don't know, you know, right. so. Right. And I, right. I would hate sometimes to hear something be like, ah, now nah, I can't go back because <laughs> I already know it's wrong, you know, so that that's one thing I wish many people would do once they learn, they don't become deaf to the ear and make adjustments and changes to themselves every single day and if we can do that i think we will be able to 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 get along better if you are able to take critical criticism if you are out of pocket and somebody tell you that don't say it because you think oh they hating on you no they trying to help you you know that's why i have my shirts i'm not trying to hinder me help me don't hinder me help me if you can lend a hand to help me to be better i'm i'm all for it so i thank you because you have taught me stuff i'm to each time i do these interviews with ministers or i call them pastors because i don't feel like trying to remember everybody's title um i learned something more I, I i learned something more and it makes me fall even more in love with jesus it makes me fall even love more with god it makes me fall even more in love with myself that I've, I've, I've even gave myself the, the opportunity to do this and not feel like, Oh, you know, you're not good enough. You know, we beat ourselves up a lot too. So I'm grateful that I was allowed to give this opportunity. And I'm grateful that I was allowing myself to know God does what he does and he does it best. Wow. That, that is so amazing because one thing about it we know each other we know the natural side and we know the spiritual side and i think this is what most people get wrong they don't know how to separate the natural with the spiritual mm. because the bible teaches us natural then spiritual you can't know you ain't nobody born spiritual Everybody is born natural. Nobody die spiritual. They die natural. Mm. They even won't have a heart attack. Ain't nobody walking to heaven. <laughs> They're going to have a heart attack. They're going to have some kind of cancer. They're going to have some kind of disease. <laughs> so, so to say that, to say this, that if we be careful and what we say and how we say it. Evil, I watch what I say to my grandson because he's just a baby. And the power of life is in the power of the time. In the power of the time. So we have to be careful because when I, hey, he jumped. I said, oh no, they've been screaming at this baby mm -hmm. instead of teaching him the difference. Stop your mouth. Okay, Papa ain't gonna say nothing. I'll pop him on his leg. He looked at me and he gave me a hug. Like, well, why don't they don't hit me? <laughs> 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 you give me something I need to know to stop. So you know, you know. So this interview, and I love to do interviews and I love to talk because we blame everybody else but ourselves. And um, what we say and what we do and what we going on in life. And I have always admired you. And remember, when I'm going through, who called me? You do. <laughs> <laughs> when you going through, who called you? I do. He always brings us together. Yes. At the time that we need each other. He always. Bring. You always know when I'm dealing with, and I love your mom. She'll call and say, 